0: What I like to do is identify what the heck do I enjoy doing that I'm doing now and what don't I enjoy doing as much because if we don't enjoy doing it, then we're not going to be as good at it. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt, and uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, So go to fundthatflip.com forward slash bestever, and get some money for your flipping projects. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. My name is Joe Fairless, and today is Friday, So we're going to do a special segment called Follow Along Friday, where I talk about what I got going on and how it can relate to you and your business. So this week has been incredibly active. And one of the themes that, well, the theme that keeps on coming to the surface as I think about this week is partnerships and how we're all on the same team. I was at actually at the uh, Cincinnati Zoo with my girlfriend Colleen, and we're we're walking around, um, and I ended up talking to a couple quote unquote strangers and just making small talk and saying hi. We we're waiting in line at one time waiting to get a beer, and I was just you know kind of chatting it up. And afterwards, Colleen looks at me and she's like, "I love that you're so friendly to strangers," and. The immediate thought that came into my head is that, well, because we're all on the same team. I treat everybody as though we're team members. I treat you, you, the best ever listener, as though you're my team member because we are. We're team members. We're on this journey together, learning, um, gobbling up information, enjoying life as much as we decide to enjoy life, and then improving and, and getting better. I treat uh, the person at Subway who makes my sandwich as a team member. And that's my approach. That's my mentality. We're collectively on the same team. And what I've seen with my real estate business is the, the partnerships and the team members I have. And taking that approach has helped scale my company tremendously. And I'll give you some specific examples. So let's talk about, let's talk about the deals that I'm working on right now. I've got two deals in Houston um, that my business partner, partner, team member and I are working on and I anticipate one, if not both of them to be under contract in the next, I'll say conservatively 30 days. I think it's going to be much shorter than that. The only reason I'm conservatively saying 30 days is so that I've got a buffer of time to follow up, but I anticipate it being much faster than that. And with the, those two projects, they're, each of them are over 150 units, uh, multifamily properties in Houston. They wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't be able to close on them if it weren't for team members and partnerships. And I, I want to give you a glimpse inside my world on how I think and about the team members and how I kind of put all the pieces in place so that everybody's interests are aligned and we're all accomplishing what we want to accomplish together. We don't get 100% of the profits, but we get a portion of the profits and we actually get profits because there are profits because we're able to do the project because we're teaming up together and we're partnering. So um, here here are a couple specific examples. With one of the deals that I'm uh, working on, we're bringing in an equity broker. And um, really quick, equity brokers basically go out, raise the equity so the money that you need for the down payment and improvements and um, you know closing costs, whatever it is, and they charge a fee. Typically, it is 1% on, or excuse me, 3% of the equity that they raise and 1% on the debt that they raise. So an equity broker usually also wants to raise or secure the debt on the property. So you can kind of do the math. Uh, if they raise, say, $3 million, then you take $3 million and you times that by 3%, then the fee would be $90,000. And say they've got $10 million worth of debt or financing they put on it, then they get $100,000 there. So that's, you know, it, it, it's reasonable fees. But then also what they do is they take it out to institutions, hedge funds, private equity, firms, maybe family offices, and then you negotiate the deal structure terms with that group as well. So you, you're really negotiating with two different groups and the equity broker is a broker. So they're the go-between to, to help um, finalize that. And with the reason why we're using an equity, bro- equity broker is because um, there's just a lot of opportunity to, one, grow a relationship with them, and then, two, to get more deals done faster. Um, now, uh, it's not all about how fast can we do deals, in my opinion. It's about how intelligently can we do the deals and if they make sense. But if we have multiple deals at once that makes sense, then at that point in time, it's, it's important to become resourceful and to – Uh, identify what team members can you put in place to help make the deal happen. So with one of the deals, we're working with an equity broker. Now we would still need to bring equity to the table, either 10 to 20% of the money, the equity that's required, and then they bring the remaining um, 80 or 90% depending on the structure. But that's one way of me uh, finding a team member that can help scale my company. And another way is, you know, I have clients. I have private consulting clients and they pay me a retainer on a monthly basis. I teach them how to buy apartment communities and raise money from investors. And there are opportunities when I find a deal that um, if I have a client who has investors and I have a great relationship with my client, then if they're needing to or wanting to get into a deal, then we could partner. I did that on my first deal with the 250 units in Houston and looking to do it on this deal with one of my clients. And it's looking like it's uh, very likely going to happen. And basically they get in on the general partnership side with me and they raise money on behalf of the deal. And uh, then the benefit to me is that I'm able to continue to identify more opportunities, raise some money as well, but not the whole chunk of the money. And then I get equity in on the general partnership too. So it's really a a win-win assuming the deal goes well. If the deal doesn't go well, then nobody wins. But assuming the deal goes well, it's a win-win across the board. And those are two ways from a equity standpoint that I'm currently um, scaling my company through these partnerships. Another is my business partner, my business partner who will be a guest on the show in the coming months. He is phenomenal at underwriting, has over uh, almost 10 years of experience doing multifamily underwriting, and I am proficient at underwriting. I can underwrite and I do it well, but I haven't been doing it for 10 years or almost 10 years. And there's something to be said for doing it as a full-time job for 10 years, you do anything as a full-time job for 10 years, you're going to be better than me (laughs) if I'm not doing it. And so I have brought him on and we're partnering up and we're doing these deals together where I can focus in on the investor relationships and the asset management, the marketing piece, and he focuses on the underwriting, the acquisition, and the asset management along with me. And then I also say, another partnership that i'm currently using and partnering with is partnering with local property management companies and the there's two ways you can you can do this one you pay them a fee for a percentage of you know the the money that comes into the property every month and that's typical typically you know 4 or 5% uh, depending on the size of the property those are usually 100 plus units if it's smaller, then it could be upwards to 8% if it's like a 20-unit or something. But the other way is to have them go in on the GP, the general partnership side, with you. And um, there's pros and cons to it. The pros, be well, let's talk about the cons first because we always should talk about the risk and how we mitigate it. So the cons would be if it's not a good partner and they are stinking it up on the management side, then they're still going to be a partner with you on the deal, but you'll just have to fire them from management of it. Could get really messy. Um, you could buy them out of the LLC that owns the property, but then you've got to buy them out, and it, it, would just, it, it would be a situation that you definitely want to avoid. However, if you partner with them and you do give them equity, and they are good, and um, they're one of the leaders in the, that local market, then they're going to have a financial interest in the upside of the property, both from an income standpoint, but then also from an NOI standpoint. And that's where the value is, is really derived for multifamily properties. So that's another partnership that I've been doing in Houston, and we've seen it turn out really well and going to be looking to do that in other markets as we continue to expand. I could go into examples for my podcast that I do as well. I'll do it really quickly. I've got team members who help make this podcast possible. Mario, he's based in Chicago. He identifies different podcasts for me to speak on, um, as well as other different public relationship opportunities. And he books those podcasts. And I pay him based on however many he books every month. I've got a partner, Andrew, in Phoenix, Arizona, For any best ever guests, you know Andrew because he sends you the email afterwards with some very thoughtful comments on what his take was on the show and he gives you the link to share it out with your friends. He also identifies the guests for the show as well. He typed up the show notes and he posts it. He writes the headline. He's a jack of all trades and has an incredibly bright future in real estate and, and is already doing deals in the Phoenix area. I've got a team, Toby, and his company, 24 Sound. They're based in Colorado. They do all the audio engineering. They make this podcast sound good and, well, phenomenal. Nice work, Toby. And then I've got a social media expert I hire through Upwork. And I've got an SEO expert or a team of experts hired through Upwork. They're both in India. So those are all the team members I have with the, the podcast. And, and that's really the focus of this conversation. And what I wanted to mention to you is the partnerships are the key. Identify who are the right partners for your business. And what I like to do is identify what the heck do I enjoy doing that I'm doing now and what don't I enjoy doing as much. Because if we don't enjoy doing it, then we're not going to be as good at it and then find people who can partner with you you can exchange different areas of expertise as compensation so maybe you give them insight on something or educate them on something they educate you on something or if it's more manual labor then maybe you give them access to I don't know relationships or whatever I'm not sure what it is you can get creative you're only limited by your creativity it doesn't have to be monetary but a lot of the time that makes the most sense because that's, a, that's the most simple way you can do the, do the partnership structure. And then with those partnerships, build out your company and put those pieces in place. You're going to need to have temporary partnerships that go to permanent. I highly recommend testing partnerships out first before you jumping in with both feet into the partnership. You want to make sure that both of you have an alignment of interests and your natures are the same or at least complementary. So, the final thing I'll say about this in today's episode is I've got the two deals I've worked on in Houston, got three off market deals in Cincinnati that we're gonna be underwriting soon. That came through a broker relationship, one in Indianapolis, again, broker relationship. And the key to the partnerships is to continue to add value. So that, my friends, is what I've got going on. That's where my head's at. I wanted to share this quick message with you on partnerships, why they're so darn important, and um, how you can implement them in your business to scale your company as well. Hope you have a best ever weekend, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, join me in subscribing to the Family Office Podcast. The host, Richard Wilson, you can learn more about him, episode 447. The reason why. You'll want to subscribe and listen to this podcast as he talks about how billionaire families think and how to attract the ultra-wealthy into your business, the Family Office Podcast.